Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you who come along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show, over our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk uh, Radio. I want to thank all of our terrestrials who replay the show and, of course, Loving Liberty for inviting us into their family as well. Well, folks, um, it, it has happened. It was a long time coming. You should have known. I knew it. I said it uh, months ago now that John Bolton would not be long for this administration. I I don't know what message uh, the president was sending when he uh, tapped uh, Bolton to to um, who was you know just very hawkish as far as national security is concerned to be his uh, national security advisor. Bolton, uh, if there is anyone who, when it comes to American enemies. And protecting our nation, there's there's not anyone who could possibly be more hawkish than John Bolton is, and and of course he fit the persona uh, at the time of um, President Donald John Trump, and uh, and in fact he still fits that persona, but uh, Bolton uh, Bolton doesn't even look like the kind of guy who's going to play nice. <laughs> in the sandbox with other people and listen to what they have to say. I've met him on a couple of occasions uh, in my my journeys and travels um, and great, great guy. But when it comes to defending America, very serious man, very serious man. And not saying that the president's not. I'm not saying that at all. But his methods, the methods that John Bolton would want to um, use in protecting our nation are the types of methods that conquerors uh, and true colonialists use in order to subdue. Syria and Iran, Iraq, Mexico, you name them, even the Soviet Union, China, would all be colonies of the United States. I mean, Bolton would never say this, but his methods would certainly bring about 
that type of result if he had his uh, way. And the president understands leadership. And there's no doubt that Bolton does, too. Uh, Again, I think John Bolton's a, a very fine, fine American patriot in every sense of the word. But his style of leadership, as opposed to someone who is the author of the book, The Art of the Deal, they were bound to clash. And so they have. The president has now uh, given him his walking papers. John Bolton is out. It'll be interesting to see who comes in after Bolton. Now, there is indeed um, something that the president has to be careful of now because there's going to be a backlash. There will be a backlash. Already, uh, you got polls that are, that are out. You know, Trump has um, approval ratings that have never been in the in the overall polls. Have never been excruciatingly high. They've never been moderately. They've always been somewhat low, according to the polls. Now, among Republicans, Trump's numbers are in the stratosphere. You know, over 80 percent. But even this uh, firing of John Bolton very well could affect those uh, poll ratings as well. Again, you know that I don't put a lot of stock in polls. The reason we're in the hoopla that we're in right now, as far as uh, people taking all types of swipes at the American presidents because polls had progressive liberals convinced that Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president of the United States. At the end of the day, and as it, as it were, as it is said, well, you know the rest of the story. There's only been one President Clinton. There have been two President Bushes and uh, also a part of that hoopla that's going on around the president is that there was not a third President Bush. And so the pushback and what the president has to be uh, cautious of now is how he proceeds. But he'll he'll soldier through. You hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a so he'll soldier through. And speaking of that, and before I get back into our real topic here, the president doesn't seem to be cracking in the way so many presidents that come before him did. He seems to thrive off of this type of stuff. Does his anger flare sometimes? You better believe it does. But the, the president seems to thrive, be, even even gain a, a youthful energy off of this type of stuff. He loves the fight. That's what I like about him myself is that he loves the fight. Now, his job approval rating 
uh, was at a career high of 44 percent. And um, the disapproval rating was at 56 percent. Well, six to 10 of Americans um, do with six in 10 of Americans or saying that there will be a recession within the next year. Now, I know that that's a lot of Bill Maher thinking there. But at this point in time, of course, we have no crystal ball. We don't know. Nobody knows the trouble. But anyway, nobody knows what the next year will bring. Everyone, all of the prognosticators financially are saying that on the type of high that we are on right now, economically in this country, poverty level is at a 20 year low. Those are real figures. The poverty level, even with the homeless situation and all of that, uh, you know, and, and, and human excrement on the streets of San Francisco and New York City. Homelessness everywhere you go. Uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, I was shocked to see how, how homeless people were in Salt Lake City. Uh, you, you still have an economic boom going on in this nation. And um, the one thing that the financial gurus believe is that when you have this type of prosperity with the type of um, disparities that we're having with China, North Korea, the Iranians, and all of that type of thing, a recession is bound to take place where uh, people begin to be laid off and, you know, jobs are lost, yada, yada, yada. Personally, I do not see that ever occurring maybe the year after. But I do not think that we're going to crash as as fatally as so many would want to predict those numbers that they give from uh, the the budget office and 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 all and 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 those numbers that we're getting uh, are I feel designed to shake American comp confidence stimulated even in good times even the good times we're experiencing stimulated by progressive liberal influence that's what i'm thinking that's why you have immediately after the firing of um john bolton you you have a poll now that's that that, that comes out and paints a bleak picture of our American future. There's a reason for that. And and just as, uh, you know, James Comey and, and the rest of the gang uh, were 
doing everything they could to derail this president. Don't any of you ever believe that that design, that mission has been called off because it has not been called off. The mission of progressive liberals, the the, uh, mission of the never Trumpers is to derail this president. And they do it through you. You, When you hear the news, listen, when you hear the news, you many times um, swallow it whole and that you should never do. Never swallow any news item whole. You better check it out. I particularly encourage you to check out whatever is said here or anywhere so that you become a person who formulates independently your own thought. Of course, we can have our own independent commentary together as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant show. But that is uh, the news that is uh, out. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it had to happen at some juncture. I just knew that John Bolton could not be a long-term fit for this administration. So John Bolton is out. The polls are out wanting everyone to believe that somehow the president has mishandled something like this or mishandled that. They just want him gone. But don't you want to ask the question, why? Why? In the midst of the type of prosperity that this nation is enjoying, why? Black people, why? In the midst of the lowest unemployment um, in, in, in American history. Why? Latinos, same goes for you. Why? In the midst of historic prosperity. I'm going to put aside my boots today, perhaps even tomorrow. Just take time to evaluate just how blessed we are in this country, particularly now. Why would we want to change presidents? That wouldn't make any sense. Now, the thing that's totally ignorant (laughs) and doesn't make any sense whatsoever is the fact that Democrats still have this mantra 
that can never be uh, come to fruition that is indeed a waste of their time and their money yet they have this mantra that states women women we we all should jump on the bandwagon of impeaching the president why what has he done why and uh, let him keep it up i'm i'm all i'm all for him keeping this up because as i say they are the best players on our team at this point and there is to be any shock shocking news that comes out of the 2020 election and maybe it won't be shocking but it'll be headline democrats defeat themselves trump very narrowly yeah so you hang tight right there where you are. Uh, there's much more of the C.L. Bryant show coming your way. And um, I I want you to, regardless of what you may think of uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who has been a liberal lioness, I, I, I got to tell you, I got to give her props. I got to give her props. I mean, even though you, she and I will disagree on everything. But you know what? There's one thing in this world that I admire. And that is courage. Bader Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, has exemplified through her battle with pancreatic cancer. Incredible courage. The other day she surprised Judge uh, Neil Gorsuch, uh, had a surprise visit from her. I want to talk about that a little bit, and I think we might be able to see some commonality that we have here as Americans. Also coming up is the 10th anniversary, the birth. Well, we're in, we're in the 10th year, the birth of a, of a movement that was only known by its acronym T taxed enough already. I'm CL. We'll be back with more of the C.L. Bryant show in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, 
Play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Back with you on this great day in the USA, C.L. Bryant, the C.L. Bryant Show, coming to you border to border, coast to coast, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Thank you so much for being there uh, with us today. Well, Ruth Bader Gainsburg, as most of you may realize, has been battling pancreatic cancer for a long time. Now, she's been fighting it. And uh, the courage that it takes for her to soldier on, uh, I think it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, Jane and I have uh, had uh, situations in our own life where we have uh, had to battle this most dreaded, most dreaded uh, enemy of the body. And in our fight, of course, we, uh, by the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, we have been to this point victorious in doing so. And so I understand the type of courage that it takes uh, to battle this scourge of the human uh, body and the human existence, which becomes more prevalent, it seems, almost every year. But yet in the realm of science and medicine, uh, it is becoming less of a fatal threat. And I thank God for that. When it comes to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her relationship with uh, Neil Gorsuch, uh, you remember Gorsuch? Of course, he's a Trump uh, appointee to the Supreme Court. Someone who was just vilified, raked over the coals, lied on, uh, but yet stood firm in the face of all of it, uh, reminding us that we the people, we the American people are still in charge of this country. And there are certain principles like innocent until proven guilty uh, is 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 done. And this Me Too movement and all of this, you had have people coming out of the walls and, and it can happen to you. It can happen to anybody, it can happen to me, anybody uh, that will lie on you. They will lie on you. Yes, they will. And uh, uh, they will take circumstances, situations uh, that uh, at the time were absolutely innocent and turn them into something. That's what happened with Neil Gorsuch. But it appears now that um, Justice Gainsburg, Ruth Bader Gainsburg, who is uh, a lioness of liberalism, they have sort of an odd fellow type of relationship. Um, 25 years ago, it's amazing just how strong and lioness she was before she became a justice. She had made her reputation and all of that. And still she 
is and, and many times you don't understand that judges and politicians yeah they may differ on opinions and uh, you know rulings and so forth but they still have this commonality as far as champions of an american cause and I see that there is now seemingly the type of relationship that Ginsburg had with Justice Scalia, Anthony and Scalia. Oh, yeah, she and Scalia were fa- fabulous friends. They were fast friends, totally polar, polar opposites as far as viewpoints were concerned, but fast friends. And you find that many times in academia in particular, but you find that among people who do have extreme views um, from one another. I have been friends with people who uh, no one, I'm not going to talk about it today, would ever think that we were or would be friends because we were so polar opposite as far as viewpoint is concerned. And so my point is, Americans, we need to get back to a point get back to a place where we can agree to disagree, but then continue to be civil as as citizens to one another, understanding that the same birthright that's given to the Democrat is given to the Republican. The same birthright that's given to the uh, Jew is also given to the evangelical as an American. Opinions may differ. Approaches certainly will differ. But we have the same birthright. And, and, And that is what I see in this budding friendship between an aging lioness and an upstart young lion on the Supreme Court. So, as we approach the 10th anniversary of what had become known as the March on Washington, of nine twelve oh nine nine twelve oh nine of course the day after nine one one um you know oh two oh one nine one one oh one rather it was a march that brought over a million people into the streets of Washington, D.C. 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was uh, the pastor of a country church, had moved back to Louisiana from um, Thanona, Sassa, Florida, and I had become the pastor. I was a pastor there and pastoring a minister of evangelism there and had moved back to um, Louisiana. My mom was ill. Uh, My wife and uh, the kids, the younger kids now, because I had married off my oldest daughter and my uh, middle daughter um, 
had decided that she was she had graduated high school and uh, she wanted to see if she could make something and go and make something happen there in in Tampa, Florida. She began this uh, um, events planning thing ever after events. Okay, so she went for it. So we came back to Louisiana with our younger children. And um, they had no clue and had no idea of being anything other dually employed. I was in the finance business, mortgage originator, and, um, of course, pastoring and being on church staffs, that type of thing. That's that's what I did. Had no idea whatsoever, no intention whatsoever of becoming politically involved in the way that I have become politically involved. No intention of it whatsoever. And on uh, this coming Thursday, uh, I will share with you, perhaps tomorrow, I will share with you my journey into the Tea Party domain. I will share with you the slings and arrows that I experienced as a black man who was absolutely misunderstood as far as his motives and motivations were concerned. Yeah. The venom that came my way in the first couple of years of being a part of that movement was absolutely stifling. It, if it had not been for the Lord, for the Lord on my, uh, you know, beneath my wings, the wind beneath my wings. And of course, my wife being as strong as she was would not have been able to sustain the barrage of constant attack. I did not know. I, I truly did not know at the time that if you were a black man and you thought differently than the party line was, I did not know, and perhaps I wasn't paying attention to what had happened in, in so many cases with Herman Cain or uh, Dr. Um, Thomas Sowell. I, I, or, or, I, maybe I didn't really pay attention to what the words of Clarence Thomas were when he said that this was a high-tech lynching. lynching. I, I, I was thinking that maybe it was because he was a black man uh, and that Joe Biden was and, and the others were coming after him the way he was. No, it wasn't just that. It was because he was a black man with a conservative message. And that is not acceptable to... Those who set the agenda for 
black people in this country. If you don't fit into that mold, then you need to be set upon by the racial political hounds until you get back into the fold where you belong. And if you don't, we will, they will make an example out of you. And hey, keep in mind, folks, I'm the former president of the NAACP Garland, Texas, two-term president. I won two elections. Two-term president of the NAACP in Garland, Texas. You know, I had that I had that on my resume when I began to hang around with these Tea Party folks. And come tomorrow, uh, in the second hour of the show, I will set that up for you as to how that all came about. Ten years ago. And don't you forget the uh, 18th. 18 years it has been since the eve that we experience right now of those planes flying into the Twin Towers. 18 years ago, the Twin Towers were standing proud, tall as symbols of American uh, success. 18 years ago. Hey, let's talk about this uh, as we head toward the conclusion of the show, the home stretch of the show. I want to um, bring this to mind for you. In the midst of all of the tragedy that by necessity, the, the whole human catalog is a story of tragedy, a story of human struggle throughout our entire catalog. The entire human catalog has that story. But before America was, and yesterday I I had on with me a, a missionary from Ukraine, But before America uh, was, there were no real lands of happy ending. No, there wasn't. The Europeans, um, my guest yesterday said, Mark McDonald, he said that they they laugh at us sometimes because our movies more times than not have this happy ending twist to it i think that's kind of cool but uh they think it's kind of funny because uh somehow they just don't expect a happy ending. 
here in America, we've we've pretty much expected that even those who uh, came here and then eventually wound up as slaves on um, plantations. They did look for a happy ending. And quite frankly, if our foreparents, uh, those of you who are black like me, could see us today, they would see that by and large, their efforts, their um, struggles, blood, sweat, tears have produced college graduates, have produced uh, heads of corporations, have produced uh, business owners and people of great importance. Their blood, sweat, and tears has also produced, even though he has no slave history here in this country, it produced the first president of color in this country. So, yes, and in, in, in so many ways, there has been a happy ending in America. Well, it's certainly not at an end, but toward the ends of happiness for the children of former chattel slaves. America's the land of happy endings. And the reason for that in, in my estimation, and of course this is part of my discipline, my faith, which is Christian. I believe the Judeo Christian, uh, ethic, uh, has been the reason for it. So much of Europe has abandoned that. Now, that, that's what America America's known for. It's it's people come here because they're wanting to experience a happy ending where they were certain or almost certain not to experience one from wherever they came from. They want to come here so that they can experience a land where at least you have a shot at creating a happy ending for you and your family. Now, the journey is not one where, uh, you know, you pick up gold out of the streets, but compared to the dismal and bleak places that so many of those who are legal immigrants come here to experience uh, the, the journey's long. The journey's tedious. It's hard. And in the, the in-between parts, uh, between the time you were born and that dad. I'll be right back. So you Change my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you clean me up inside. You thought I was to die for. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Folks, I lost track of uh, of the time uh, there, and uh, we're on the home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank you for coming along with us on this great day in the USA, home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show today. And thank you for helping us build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show if you don't get both hours of the show. You All of the shows are archived right there on the free app. Now, um, the journey to understanding who we are as Americans is a long, tedious, sometimes a very hard journey. But anybody coming here from somewhere outside of America, they'll tell you that the journey here in America is not nearly as tedious and long and arduous as it would have been for them if they had remained where they were. That's why they came here. That's why so many people. Can you imagine this? Imagine this, folks. Things are so bad where you are. Let's say it's Cuba. That you will get on an inner tube 90 miles away from the Florida shore with nothing but shark infested waters between in that 90 miles. Doesn't sound like a long way if you're traveling at 90 miles an hour in a car, does it? One hour, you're going to be where you're going. But on a raft, a boat, an inner tube, a faulty ship. <laughs> That's a long way. Think about what it means to someone to escape something so horrible that they would risk their natural life to leave it in order to get to America doesn't happen unless people know that this must be the place whereas for them they can pick gold up out of the streets That's an amazing thing. What is it then that is so precious about 
our Americanism, about our many times taken for granted citizenship in this country that others absolutely think we are out of our minds for taking it for granted. What is it about it that's so easy to just uh, underestimate as far as our influence on the rest of the world? And, And it is. We have an incredible influence on the rest of the world. I cite for you the American flags that were flying proudly, waved proudly in Hong Kong, China. It wasn't British flags. No, they weren't one they didn't want the British way of late. They weren't waving British flags. And it was 20 years ago, Britain that of course uh gave Hong Kong basically back to the communist. China. They gave Hong Kong back to the Soviets. And the important thing to understand is that when they're in protest for their freedom, liberty, when they're wanting to establish a democracy, they're waving none other than the American flag. While you have people like Beto O'Rourke, who's going to be in that clown car in Judge Janine's book. She was my guest in the first segment of the show. Yeah, Uh, Beto's in that lead car, that clown car. And I have a feeling that in the passenger seat is somebody like Colin Kaepernick. And before I go, I got to say something about uh, them. How about them cowboys? And hey, last night or the night, whenever, last night, night before 24 Roberts. But anyway, Drew Brees. Got to talk about that before we go. But Kaepernick's still not playing for anybody. Won't be. When we talk about the clown car, you have Beto, Beto driving it. Or maybe Kaepernick could be driving and he's chauffeuring for Beto and the rest of the Democrat clowns, the progressive liberal clowns. Judge Janine wrote about it in her book, Radicals um, Resistance Revenge. That's that's what she's written about. Get the book Radicals, Resistance and Revenge. She was on my show on the um, first um, segment. How is it that the Chinese wave the flag, hold it up as a symbol of free people? And you have Beto O'Rourke and Colin Kaepernick wanting to somehow relive the pain of our American past disregarding just how far we have come disregarding that every good thing forget about the bad let's talk about the good every good thing 
even though I remember drinking from uh, black and white water fountains in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. I remember one day out of the entire two-week run of the Louisiana State Fair that black people, Negroes, as we were called then, could go to the State Fair. I remember all that, but I had to forget those things which are behind me now because that is not the reality that I am experiencing currently and never intend for anyone in this country, red, yellow, black, or white, to ever experience again. Yet, Beto O'Rourke and Colin Kaepernick, and along with the other Valor uh, Steelers in our country, would like to, um, they would like to steal it. Stolen Valor people in this country. They like you to think that somehow they are fighting again for civil rights in this country. And that's just not the case. How is it the Chinese wave the flag of freedom? Wave the flag, this international symbol of freedom. Yet Colin Kaepernick. Uh. Beto O'Rourke, the progressive liberals like Ocasio-Cortez, Omar, Presley, yeah, Maxine Waters, even Nancy Pelosi, and here comes old, old Joe Biden. They want to constantly keep us living in the past. Have they not heard that freedom works Go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and become a part of that movement as well. Yeah. Tomorrow I'll talk about my relationship with them and how that came about. I'll have to talk about that. I must. Friends, there is a method that the progressive liberals have used for far too long now that we have allowed to actually poison the minds of our young people. And that method has been to only talk about, only harp on, only remind, and even rewrite history books to reflect the negative things that our nation is about, but it seems to me that in the hearts and in the knowledge of Chinese young people, they evidently know the true story of America. Isn't that strange? Is it that, is it, is it that hard to learn the lessons of America. All you have to do is listen to shows like mine, see faces like mine in America, all over this country. Even though we represent 12%, only 12% of the population. Yeah, that's right. Black folks only represent 12% of the population and 75% of black people in America do absolutely well. 25% of American black people are below uh, the poverty line and 25% of them uh, and 25% of that 25% uh, don't ever care to rise above that. They're perfectly content 
being where they are. So about 8% of American black people are truly experiencing the pains of poverty in this country. Yes, the numbers are much greater for whites. And one of the reasons for that is that uh, there's many more whites in the country. All the numbers high as far as demographics is concerned for Latinos, too, although they're 14 percent of the population. We used to maintain that position until we started killing our babies wholesale through abortion. Planned Parenthood. Yeah, black people were once the undisputed second demographic as far as numbers were concerned. But the Latinos, the both legal and uh, and illegals, have they've taken us over. Your fault, black folks. Used to when a conversation came up, the only conversation was about white and black. That's, that's just how it was. Not no more, not anymore. It's because of the poisoning that has been going on in the American bloodstream among our young people. And again, I say, how is it possible that Chinese young people understand the greatness of our own of our nation and American young people don't? Go figure. It's been a great day, and again, I'm grateful that we had uh, Judge Janine on for the first segment of the show, and I want to thank uh, her for that. I want to thank you for being the people that you are out there wanting to preserve the great republic, which is our homeland, America. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL and may God bless. Loving Liberty is proud to be a co-sponsor of Prager University's new video, Was Jesus a Socialist? by Lawrence W. Reed, President Emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. Watch his thought-provoking five-minute video online at PragerU.com. Was Jesus a Socialist by Larry Reed is now online at PragerU.com. And listen to Larry every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Mountain Time on the Reed Hour here on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. 